David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shans himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you'll also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com and three two one you're listening to the Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shands. Let's get it. All right, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. I love this podcast, Marcus. You know I that? See, I see, I see. I absolutely love this podcast because I get to like connect with people and get like free game and cover it as a podcast. So if I was gonna if I if I didn't know you right, yeah, and I was yeah. like, hey Marcus, man, I just need like an hour of your time, man. Like, how much would you charge me? I couldn't even put a price tag on. It. But okay, if I ran up on you in the street, would you say okay, let's do it, or are you like, ah, uh, of course. No, nah, you have to get the consultation. You know, I get you with the link in the bio for the free consultation. Uh, uh, to talk to the team, but so. no, with just me. Um, really on a coaching to spend an hour because of everything that would be able to get covered um, at minimum two to three grand. Two to three thousand. So start a podcast. You get two to three thousand dollars worth of time for free. So let's get into it. <laughs> let's go. Let's I love go. it, man. First off, uh, I see you and Rick Ross. Y'all got, y'all got a bunch of uh, situations going on, man, in terms of the financial literacy. But before we yeah. get there, um, I guess introduce yourself to the people. My name is Marcus Barney, also known as Him 500. I teach financial literacy. I specialize in teaching things that you can't Google when it comes to financial strategies on how to turn your credit into cash. Like one. Uh, give, give me one. Give me one. A way to turn your credit into cash. I tell a lot of people is that when you go to build your credit report, um, once you clean the negative items off, you want to learn how to start building, mm-hmm. right? So when you start building, I tell people, listen, it's a, it's a website called Swapalese. Swapalese? <clears throat> Swap a lease. Swap a lease. Yeah, swap right. a lease. So with swap a lease, I tell people, I say, listen, go find the cheapest car. So over my time, I found the cheapest car was a smart car. The smart car costs about 221 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. You can find them and you take over somebody else's lease. When you take over somebody else's lease, they don't want it anymore, so they're willing to pay to get out of it. Oh. So it's like subject two for cars. Like, you know, subject two in real estate, you just take over there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, but now imagine is that now I don't have a down payment. Right. Now I go pick up a vehicle when it's time for me to, I'm, this is this is just building my report. So I go get the vehicle and it's $221 a month. Let's say it has a year left on it, right? Or 18 months, but even at a year. Um, I tell people, listen, then you just simply take the vehicle. It's a smart car, small most people think they can't fit in it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I'm a bigger gentleman, but I fit in it, right? Yeah. So I got Word. the smart car, okay. right? So okay. I said, listen, you take the smart car, 221 bucks a month, 
you go out and you contact David Shands and say, Dave, let me put real social proof on the left side for 221 bucks a month. I'm going to keep it in Metro Atlanta that it'll be exposed between 10 to 30,000 people per month because it's going to be riding around Metro Atlanta for 12 hours a day. Shans is going to say, 221 bucks, and you're going to put it on the side of my car? I don't know. You're going to say no? No. Let's do it. So you find three of them. So now at three people, now that vehicle now at 220 on this side, 220 on this side, 220 on this side, that's 660 a month I make off of 221 So you car get now. this $200 car, mm-hmm. you sell advertising on three sides of the car. Yes. And for the, for the same amount of the lease. Of the car the, note. The car note. Yeah, yeah, the lease note. Gotcha. Now, I got a car note that was 220 and now I make 660 Mm-hmm. Now I look and I go, okay, but how do I keep it in Metro Atlanta for 12 hours? Do I park it? No. I go and I go find people that's between the ages of 21 to 25, and I say, listen, um, I got an opportunity for you to drive, and you just post an ad on Indeed, right? I tell everybody, test, this, test your websites. I don't tell you just jump out there and go get the car first. Test the websites. Post an ad on Indeed for people who are willing to drive and willing to pay $150 a week. Don't worry about gas or insurance. Mm-hmm. Insurance on a smart car is 30 bucks. Don't pay for the gas. I'll pay for it. Mm. You pay me one fifty a week. You can drive for six hours out of the day. Well, guess what? I get two kids driving it at one fifty a day. I mean, one fifty a week. That's three hundred dollars a week. Times so 12. each kid can drive it for six hours a day. Yes, and go do Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash for one hundred fifty dollars a week. One hundred fifty dollars a week. So you got advertising for six hundred dollars a month so far. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're getting. If it's two kids driving at 150 a week, that's $300 a week, so that's another $1,200 per month. Yes. Off a $200 smart car. Off a $200 smart car. You just turn your credit to cash. You're making $1,800 a month <clears throat> off a smart car. Mm. But since we're hearing you, my man, that's, that's, that's turning credit to cash. Right. But what people don't know, and they say, listen, this is my, my goal is this, is that we in the 21st century. We don't live in the the early 80s and the, the, the early 90s, late 80s, we have such an issue with assets and liabilities. Mm-hmm. I thought it said it on your shirt. Okay, so, right, <laughs> is that with assets and liabilities, we're stuck and the only, only realistic liability we have in today's society is our mindset. The way that we can think, the way that we can judge, and the way that we can execute. So when people look at a vehicle, now I just turn that, vehicle which most people say is a liability into an asset so you mean to tell me they go oh you should leasing because cars are depreciating um they're depreciating liabilities but in today's society we got apps like turo in today's society we got things like hire car in today's society we got tyler perry studios in atlanta that that movie sets that literally rent cars and pull them on trucks and don't even put miles on them to where now if you have an exotic vehicle or a nice vehicle, you can make it an actual asset because it generates capital more than it dep- depreciates. So if you know the depreciation calculation of what it's going to depreciate and it makes more than that, this is an asset. Now it's a cash-driven asset. We have to get our mind out the way and start learning how to use technology. We let people sit there and tell us, yeah, we should lease vehicles and do this. Listen, if the vehicle pays for itself and then in the, in the time, by the time it depreciates to its bottom dollar – if it's already paid for itself, I now have a car free and clear that if I do get ready to sell it, mm. I still can have it has a solid resale value. 
Wow. You've never seen a Rolls Royce for under 150000 I don't care what year you get. Right. Ferraris, under 150000 I don't care what year you get. Well, Ferraris are, but Lamborghinis are certain cars that's always going to have a certain amount of value. Well, if you get one at the right year, it's easy to generate the capital off right. of it. It's just a mindset. See, people will trick us into saying, oh, stay out of a position of, of mediocrity and, you know, only invest in, 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 in assets. And then you go look and say, well, what's assets? What's the assets? Why is the only thing that consider uh, liabilities things that we like? How can we make... Explain that, explain that, explain that. The things that we like, right? You look at it. People say liabilities, clothes, right? I'm, I jump on a private jet, whole family and Fendi. Go, oh, you know, that's a lot of money to spend on, on clothes, on these designer clothes. I say, well, these clothes last two years, though. Mm-hmm. When you wash the clothes that you went and bought from Walmart because you saved a couple bucks on your outfit, one, it don't look as good, and it right. don't feel as good. For sure. And it, it, it's just reality. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't last as long either. Yeah. It's the reason why Kanye West threw a tantrum and said they won't allow us into their factories. Because the materials that they use are better than the materials that come on the on the cheaper materials. It's a difference. Right? Mm. It's a difference. Got but, it. Got it. Got it. But then they go, but it's expensive and it is. It's not worth the money. So I teach people. I say, listen, I turn credit to cash. So I run a business and I run ads. I run fifty to $60,000 a month in ads. Mm. I get four points per dollar whenever I run ads. Well, because I'm growing my business, guess so what? You, you get four points per dollar. Yes. What do you mean? On my American Express Gold, they give you four points per dollars when you run ads. So, oh, so you run the ads using your American Express card. Boom. Gotcha. Then all of my other business expenses, um, fulfillments and things like that. So if I'm spending, you know, as my business grows, I'm spending over $100,000 a month. Well, if my business is growing, I'm spending $100,000 a month and I'm getting four points per dollar. Guess what? What do you do with your reward points? Most people don't know. I teach people when they start off how not to pay for groceries and your expenses. Keep your expenses low as you as you grow your business. Mm-hmm. But you get to a point to where you start going and you look up and you got three million points and you go, "What do I do?" Most people don't know that you can literally convert your reward points to gift cards for like Saks and Neiman's and go shopping. To where I didn't pay for the clothes and the things that they see us in because I mm. still like designer clothes, but I got it for free. I like that. I like that. I like. I that. can live the life that I want, and I don't have to be subjected to being irresponsible. I can drive a Rolls Royce and not be, oh, man, you buying a depreciating asset. No, it's going to make me more money than it costs me. Right. I, I got to ask you, though, on the because I've seen you teach it before. I never had a chance to ask you, okay. how do you get these people to live for free? Because, I mean, in my in my logical brain, I'm thinking okay. we take a credit card and I spend some money. I spend money on a credit card. OK, but I still owe the money on the credit card. So, and, and, and I, I just need you to explain it to me. Okay. Because I know it's working because everybody, everybody on your course. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the reason I set this podcast up is so I can get some free game. You know what I mean? Clearly. You know I mean? Oh, you went deep, too. <laughs> oh, you went deep early. Yes, okay. So, um, a little bit elaborate on the question again. So, that way I can answer How it do clear. you get people, what, what is the strategy on getting people to not have to pay for their groceries and not have to pay for certain living expenses? Because I've just heard you talk about it before. Okay, so I know what you're asking. Don't, don't, don't hold back either. We need the, full, <laughs> we need the truth and the whole truth. So, so listen, right, is that I tell people is that 
it's things with credit cards that a lot of people are not aware of on things that they can do um, and loopholes in the system. So one day I, I'm, I'm going to explain something and my team is about to kill me for saying this here. Um, I ordered something online and when I ordered using it, what? Because I'm trying to follow using my American Express. OK, okay gotcha. I'm going to give you an example like this. I'm going to give you the one that I say is that. There's stores. One time I go to fill my office. I went to Apple. Well, when I went to Apple, I used my American Express card. When I used my Amex and Apple, I go and I went in there and I did it and it maxed me that day. At, I want to say I was at like 21000 And I put the rest on my debit card. Well, my team goes, we need Windows. You use Apple. But for our compatibility for your team that's going to be doing all the work, Windows is going to be more compatible. I did a refund to my debit card. So when I went back in, I give them my debit card. They do the refund. I don't realize they don't ask me for my credit card. When they do the refund, everything comes back into my checking account. I literally spent 800 bucks off my debit, 21000 on my credit card. The whole 21800 came back into my debit account. Mm. I learned how to liquidate my credit card. I said, yo. I look, and I've been in so many real estate deals. I've been through so many people's real estate programs. They charge you to liquidate or you go through 100%. PayPal and you yeah. pay 33.5%. For sure. Okay, I just got paid to pull my money off my credit card. Mm. And that always works? Apple ain't cash that yet? Apple is done. <laughs> so, so, so listen, right? Look, Apple is done, right? So I tell people, I say, listen, I, I, I've explained, explained Apple before. Um, so Apple is at a position where Apple is done. But, so they don't do it no more. No, they changed their, their payment structure, gotcha. right? We blew that out the water. Mm-hmm. So I tell people is that. But what happened was yeah, I, I feel just, like you did that. I feel like you, Yeah, yeah, I, I, feel I, like I did too. <laughs> Apple was looking like, yo, this dude, y'all know what he's doing. Yo, All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. So I learned um, once I've seen that, it's just my whole goal was that how do I learn credit cards? Because credit cards are what we would say an asset, I mean a liability. Right. So growing because up. Because at the end of the day, you still got 21000 in debt on your card. Oh, no, I'll pay it right back. I'm not going to use the money. Gotcha. Okay. I just paid it back. So it is just, if, if you use these strategies, you use the money for whatever you're going to use it for, but pay it back. You, you don't use it for any, like in that case, right, what happened was is this, you got to understand the benefits, is that that 21000 the American Express didn't see the refund. So it looked at like a spin. Oh, so you got all the points for it as well. That's why I said I got paid to liquidate it. And reward points. Interesting. And then they look and go, wow, he spent 21000 paid it back in a week and a half. See, that's why I got 150000 on all three of my Platinums. See, I almost got a half a million on Platinum just off of I have a lot of high spins that get paid back. So mm-hmm. my monthly cycle is very high. Mm-hmm. And so I teach people how to grow and double and triple their, their limits is that it's a lot of different ways that we can do these things. Um, it's ways that you can buy stuff online and just take it back into the store. Buy stuff online, take it back into the store. Talk to yeah. me. So, let's just say, like... This is legal for my, my kids that watch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, it's, 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 it's literally like this, right? I'm going to tell you what the thing is this. Is that it's... What, what would I say? It's doing a refund. That's just the whole thing. It's just doing a refund and getting the money back onto you. It... That's the part where I tell people is that you just have to understand credit cards. You have to understand their systems. But I tell people the goal is not 
Like, I don't teach people to just go out and do that. That's right. just something cool we figured right, out right, and found right, out. Sure, sure. So that was one of the cool things. But I tell people that, like, I tell people how to hide their credit card utilization. It's just learning things like that to where we don't pay interest on our credit cards. These are the type of things that we need to know is that, like, those are the most, those are the fascinating things because people go, people charge me to liquidate my credit card. You just told me how to do it for free. Right. Literally off, um, i seen people go, hey, I don't know you. But you said this, I did it, it worked. I bought my real estate project, and I didn't have to spend my, like, going to debt to pay for my, my home. Mm. you 3.5% in the negative before you even go do a deal. Mm. You imagine that you get funded at 100000 and you got to pull 100000 off your credit cards. you 3.5 to the to the negative before you even go anywhere else. Right. Plus your monthly reoccurring fee. You get me? That's why people lose. Like, I tell people, I teach people how to go to where if you were going into real estate and you had 100000 in funding, when you liquidate, you'll be worth 105000 106. Mm. So now you have more capital. You're not going negative before you even get into the investment deal. And a lot of times they get into deals. And if you do get a wrong deal, you don't even know how to get out. Right. So I got this, I got this play that I'm working on. Um, it is a real estate. So I'm, I'll share it with you after. But we're uh, about to buy a building, right? And okay. let's just say it's going to be $100,000 in renovations. Mm-hmm. So I've got a bunch of, I've got a, because I, I, I use, like like you, I use my credit card and I pay it off. So I have, um, I got about, I got about 100 in, um, in you know, credit card balance, right? Okay. Like zero balance, I can charge it up to about 100. Okay. So is there a way to float all this money or use my cards without having to pay all the interest? Is there a way? One, you can hide your credit card utilization, right? And if you hide it, then I can get another card. Is that what you're saying? You can get more cards, but you have to be particular about which cards you go out and get depending on what your situation is. See, I put people in a situation before they get to that point. To where they don't have to worry about it. Let me bring this up just in case. I'm sorry. So I put people in a position before they get to the point of purchasing to where they're okay, right? Gotcha. Because you're going to have, there's different credit card types. You have your credit cards that are standard credit cards, meaning you got a $15,000 limit. This is what you have. You have charge cards. Your mm-hmm. charge cards are going to be the cards that are based off of your spending habit, right. right? So we run our charge card limits up with business to grow our limits to where when it's time to do a deal like that, I need 100000 I have it access. Mm-hmm. Okay, meanwhile, I have my standard cards here that have my regular limits, but with these cards, I set up and I add people on as authorized users. Yeah. So I sell trade lines. Well, now, if I sell trade lines at 650 and I have 10 spots available, that's 6500 every cycle. How long do you keep them on your card? 60 days. So it, so you add somebody. Is this something we can talk about? Yeah. Okay. So you add somebody on your trade line for, mm-hmm. let's say, $650. Mm-hmm. And every two months, if they want to stay on that. No. They, so you add trade lines last. It's once their credit report is together, depending on what they're looking to go do. You add them last. It's just, it's just, you have to know the formula. When you add somebody as an authorized user, it's not, oh, you're going to get excellent credit. You're good to go now. No, you structure a report properly. Add the authorized user on to help with the data points. 
So once it helps with the data points of your age of your credit report, total number of accounts, your credit utilization, you add them on as an authorized user. Last. Now they go and do what they need to do, establish more new accounts. When the trade line gets removed, those accounts season fill the gap for where the trade lines were. Got it. Okay, so I add 10 people on as an authorized user. That's $6,500 every 60 days. If I got three cards. Got it. Got I'm at 18, almost 20,000 every 60 days. Okay, so in a situation you go, well, I'm going to go and spend 100,000 on this property. My goal was that get these credit cards together first and get this business flowing. So when you go spend that 100,000, you go, I spent 100,000 here, but I'm not spending my 100,000. Guess what, American Express? Guess what? You know, Barclays, the trade lines that I'm selling on these ones, pay that card back. So now I'm not out of pocket. Got it. Got it, got it. Shout out to the banks for buying my house. That's right. I really leverage other people's money in real time to acquire assets. That's deep. Now I own this property free and clear because I bought it with cash off of my charge card, credit card, or a business credit card with 0% APR that don't show my personal credit report. But now my trade line business is going. That's going to pay that money back. So in the meantime... I sit back, even the rents that come off of that property, I just collect and sit to the side. That's mine. My whole goal is that anything that I touch is for my kids. If I own something and I touch it, that money that come off of it is for my kids. I'm not refining and paying it back. My daughter going to need that eventually. I'm not going into debt. I'm not passing them that. My whole goal is to be able to pass them wealth at all means. And that's the thing is when I said our mindset is the only liability we got if we don't make our mindset into an asset. If you don't have an asset-driven mindset, you lose. You let people say, don't do this and don't do that. I find a way to do everything. Mm, I like it. I like it. All right, so, one, I want to know how you, how you acquired this, this information. Like, where'd you get it from? Um, but side note, how many of those suits you got? Because I know you don't wear the same suit. Unless you got, like, a closet full of them like Batman. <laughs> Because so, you always got the blue suit on. So, and then I'm thinking, okay, you got the you got the blue rose out there. And I'm like, okay, well, blue is this color. It got to be. A, just, okay, walk me through this, this, this blue so, situation you got going on. You just called me out for wearing the same suit. Listen. Yeah. Yeah, I know you so, like Batman, bro. You just got a closet no, no, full of them joints. Literally, right? What I did was um, it was an accident. So I went to go and get a suit. I had a speaking engagement. BYOB with Drew. Right? Yep. Literally, shout out to Drew. Yeah, shout out to Drew, right? My first ever speaking engagement at that. Double really? shout out to Drew. <laughs> Listen, right? So I get on the stage with Drew. So I go, and I go. My first speaking engagement, I don't know what to do. I said, you know what? Everything has to be statement. You have to murder to make yourself a staple. Murder when you get on the stage. Cool. So I go suit shopping. And what sticks out the, the loudest? Blue. Blue. Say blue suit. White shirt, red tie. Sticks out. Boom. I go, okay. And I and I questioned it. And I said, and I asked Instagram, do I go with the navy power suit or do I go with the blue? They was like, ooh, that blue loud. Go with the blue. I said, cool. I'm not doing what y'all said. So I'm going with the blue. <laughs> right? Went with it. Everybody remembered me from the suit. So I said, okay, whenever I speak, I'm wearing the suit. Hindsight, it's recession-proof blue. Right. So this is the color. This is my logo color. So the so, suit came first. The, the lo- what came first, the logo or the suit? Chicken or the egg? The logo came first. Okay. So the you. logo was the logo came first, right? No, no, I'm lying. The suit came first because I didn't even recession-proof wasn't a name yet when I did BYOB. It's not on my. The suit came before 
the Got logo. It. So it. the logo came, and I and it was either orange or blue. You know the meanings behind the colors. And I go, okay, do I want to do orange or do I want to do blue? And it's funny looking at us talk. I went with blue. So, and then it kind of combined now to the point to where people always ask me for my shirts. And I said, the shirts are earned. What you, do you mean? My recession-proof shirts, you can't buy. You have to earn them. Hmm. You have to be a part of our community. This is not something you can walk around and put on your back if you're not a part of this and understand how we think. When I printed your shirts, I should have just kept one. You should have. You should have. <laughs> you definitely should have, right? Because they're not for sale. Right. But I say, you know, what we're going to do is that we talk about luxury brands and we talk about the things that we don't invest in. And I said, being as a person who promotes luxury things, I'm not going to start and sell T-shirts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make suits. So you sell those suits? You the one who's been, yeah. So now I'm selling these suits, right? So <laughs> and nobody, now, how long you been selling suits? What? What? No, Hold no. on. This this is coming now. So I haven't even told anybody. That's why you know I haven't even told anybody that I'm gonna start selling them. So now I purposely wear them everywhere I go. Whenever I'm getting on the camera, something something big. I got my recession proof blue gotcha, suit. Gotcha, gotcha. So, See, we we pulled it out. We pulled yeah, it yeah. out. Baby. So that's what we go have. So now we got suits for sale. Um, you know, and it's just a staple suit, one that when you present, when, you, when you're catching attention, something that means something, it's going to be a staple that is something that uh, 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 when you speak, people won't forget the dude in the blue suit. Are you only going to be selling blue suits? Only blue. This is That's blue. hard. This is the only color. This is it. That's hard. You got to get your own color like camera. Yeah, yeah. So this is it. So this will be the only suit available. Um, it'll be fully lined with white and recession-proof blue on the inside. So that's, that's going to be it. That's all right. All yeah. right. So if y'all see me, you know, I'm doing orange suits. Yeah. I'm going to try to launch it. I'm, yeah. I'm not even putting this, this podcast out. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to get my suit live first. All right. Yeah. All right so let, 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 let's walk, walk me back. Walk me okay. back to um, where you grow up, man. Stockton, California. Stockton, California. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your childhood. Like your family, mom and dad. Ah, uh, mom. You know. Just mom? Mom. Typical, um... Street baby. That's crazy that that's typical. Right? It was typical. But it's not anymore. See? kind of No, like when I ask the question, like, uh, like mom and dad, you're like, no, mom. Like, almost like a... Like, like it's who, natural. Yeah. Who, who's Listen, a father? You're right. right. <laughs> Listen, that's so bad. Yo. Oh. That's a dad. But the, but the crazy thing is, if, if you, like, poll a bunch of people just in our environment, it's like, yo, it was just mom. And I don't think maybe, uh, maybe it's not just a... An African American thing, maybe it's just a people thing. I mean, marriage just nah, doesn't work out fifty percent of the time, right? I, I take it as a community. I think it's an African American thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's an African American thing because in the eighties, where a lot of us were born in our generation now, is drugs hit. Mm-hmm. So we deal with cocaine. We deal with you know. Then we deal with mass incarceration. So that's where a lot of us don't have fathers. It wasn't that. A lot of our fathers weren't present. They dealt with drug abuse. Mm-hmm. Then if they weren't using, they were selling. Right. So a lot of our family and a lot of the men's got ripped out of our home. So it's so easy for us to say, nah, I was raised by my mother. That's real. That's but real. this generation of our children, it isn't. Yeah. Because now we hear. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's like a cool thing to Listen, be a we, father. We baby. hear. I don't, know, I don't know one of my friends who's not a father. When you look, I, I witnessed Jeremy Anderson. You look at Mr. Two Weeks Out, yeah. right? You, right? Yeah. 
fathers. We're all in our children's life. We raise our kids. So when we look at our generation now, it's cool to be that. It's like you almost going to get castrated. You can't really come around if you really don't take care of your kids. Like you got real. kids and you don't. Yeah, you got to create that culture, bro. Like you got to create that culture. Almost like entrepreneurship in our circle. You feel me? Like you can't yeah. say we're all hanging out and it's just somebody complaining about the job or complaining about. You look at them like who brought who brought him? Yeah, it like that. it's almost uncomfortable, yeah. right? Or it's gonna be uncomfortable for you to say, "Oh, y'all going? I gotta go to work. I'm not gonna be able to make it at that time." Or I gotta imagine this. Yo, Dave, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make the podcast. I, I don't got the PTO right now. Mm. It's almost like an uncomfortable thing to where it's like, what are we really supposed to? You don't got a PTO? You got to ask somebody to come outside? Yeah, you got you to create that environment where it's uncomfortable, man. I yeah. remember being in that environment. I think I was complaining one time around one, one of, my, um, one of my, my mentors. And he said, what are you, what are you talking about? You got to go, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I'm... I mean, I'm just, I'm just like letting it out. I'm just complaining about kind of the things that are going on, and I'm thinking my mentor understands. He's like, "Yo, what are you doing? Yeah, we don't do that here." And, and when you make that cool, that's different. But yeah. back to where we was yeah, at, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the childhood, childhood. Um, you know, I had one of the, I'm one of the kids that I was the baby, mm-hmm. the most entitled, and the problem child. Mm-hmm. So you know. I live. I always live my life on my terms, good or bad. I, I I accepted it, and I live my life on my terms. But I know as a child, I experienced a lot of traumas. So like my best friend at nine years old, he was nine. I was eight. Drowned. So mm. we literally out playing the community center. What am I doing out at an eight year eight year old kid? Right. What are we doing out by ourselves mm. at a community center? That wasn't as bad back then. With a creek, yeah. right? Full levee. Yeah, but we end up on the rocks. He slips in, Just drowns. It was three of us. Yeah. He slips in, drowns. Body disappears. Mud. Couldn't get out. Disappears. Wow. Nobody so, jumped in? Well, what's going on? Were you like just in shock? Like this is what's happening right it's, here? I'm standing at the top of the hill, right? Going down. We ain't supposed to be down there. I'm one of them ones that goes, yeah, I'm 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 a watch from here. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, right. And so, but no. Dang. And that's the that's the thing is that That's hard to witness as a that eight year old. Yo, listen. So, God, you know, man. that's something that I still see, uh, even with his burial, even with his funeral, you see these things. And it's just as a kid growing up in these environments, I remember um the first time I ever seen somebody physically die, um, I was 11, they wrecked with a DUI outside of a community party, doing donuts, car wreck. Remember the buggies had the motor in the back? Mm-hmm. So they had the engine in the back. Well, they couldn't get out the back seat. The engine caught fire. And you see a grown man jumping around screaming as the car is burning, and you just see him just melt. That's what I, I wow. look at. So I see things like when I, when I grew up in my environment, the environment sometimes that we grow up in are detrimental to our upbringing because a lot of us get stuck in that trauma. Right. Were you in like, were you in like a rough part of town, like the hood area yeah. or was it? Yeah, yeah. I grew up in uh, on one of only two projects in my city. Really? Yeah, so I grew up in Conway Housing. And so it's only Conway and Sierra Vista's only housing, world housing projects that we had. And so I grew up in, in those. What did you want to be as a kid? <clears throat> 
clearly not an entrepreneur that teaches people how to turn the credit into cash, right? <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> like, Listen, think about that. Uh, but I knew, like, I'm one of the honest dudes with myself. Sports wasn't it for me. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't my way out. Right. So I wasn't one of the dudes that was like, yeah, I'm going to play football. Like, no, nah, I'm not playing this. Right. Then I, I played basketball, and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this either. <laughs> right. I got to figure something out. Right. But that was the part, and that's when I started, like, I seen people play football, and I seen how many people lost. Like, that's a loss. Like, you played for X amount of years, and now they come home at 27, 28. They didn't make it. They went and tried to do arena football for years, and they get spun in the laundry, and now they like personal trainers. No offense to shout out to personal yeah, trainers, right? Just I missed two weeks out. Yeah, shout out to <laughs> two weeks out, right? But, you know, and it's like you had goals to make millions. Yeah. Now it's kind of like a thing, and I go, no, nah, I'm not going that route. Mm-hmm. Um, I started early on, 16, me and my best friend, we started, like, selling cars. Mm-hmm. So we would go to the auction early, right? How old were you? 16. Really? So I got my license. I got my license at 16. We would go to auctions, right? My older friend was uh, 18. So we would go to the auction. We take the 18-year-old with us. We drive to the auction, and we go buy cars for, like, 300. Mm-hmm. Our goal is that, yeah, man, we go get them. We clean them up. And we, whatever we got to fix, we fix, get it out. So we would go buy a car for like $300. Then we would go try to clean the interior up, go to pick and pull if we need body parts, mm-hmm. which is like an auto dismantler. Right. Put new parts on there, whatever we needed, get some, some mechanics out the neighborhood, do this, and we would sell the car for more. Mm-hmm. So we taking $300 cars, $400 cars, making eight or $1,200. So we're like, okay. This is life. Mm-hmm. So, at, you know, 16, 17, I got two, $3,000 in my pocket. Like, I'm balling. Right, right. One of my friends was real good with money. I'm the one who spends. Mm-hmm. One of my friends was real good with money. Um, by the time he turned 21, he saved um, 10000 every year from 16. Mm-hmm. So when he turned 21, he had 50 grand. Wow. He was good. Wow. My What's mom, he doing now? Um... So the roadblock, right? There's no shade. Is that my mom stopped me, and she said, "Look at your hands." And she said, "I'm not raising you to be a poor hustler." Mm. And I'm like, I remember I was like 19. I still was playing. I had got my real estate license at 18. And for some reason, I went and got a car. And she was just like, "But she, I remember. I never forget it." She said, "I never raised you. I'm not raising you to be a poor hustler." I said, "What you mean? Look at your hands. That's what you want to look like." So I go, okay. When you say look at your hands, what do you mean? They were dirty. Switching car parts out. Oh. I'm covered in oil. So, you know, I'm filthy, but it was fun. I'm thinking, you know, I'm making my own money. Yeah. And she goes, I'm not raising you to be a poor hustler. Um, literally said that. I cut it. Real estate license at 18. I went another route. I started wearing suits. Wow. I understood. Then I got with a realtor, a broker who wore suits, and I got to see what a man, black man, looked like respectfully. Wow. This is like your first example of... Of a man. Of a man. So... Wow. I've never... There's no other men in your life throughout this process? No uncles? No... I had uncles, but you know, they all love my community. Mm. You know, they all love my community. Now, let me ask you this. As a child, you didn't at least recognize them as men because those are the only adult males that you saw? Like, you didn't look at them like, oh, that's a man right there. But when you when you see this this success, I, was he black? Yeah, he was black. 
seen a successful suited black man, you're like, yo, that's a real man? I seen it. The difference was this, is that I seen somebody who can go in the room and, and be respected. People from our community, for some reason, my uncles and the people that was before me were fearful or couldn't speak to other races. Mm. They couldn't go comfortably in the banks and speak as comfortably and confident as they did when we was at home kicking the breeze, talking about yeah. each other. When we go out in public, I seen a different demise of men. It wasn't the same person. Yeah. And I and, and that always stood out to me. And I remember one of my uncles was like, you know, just don't, you know, I, I get uncomfortable talking to white people. Dang. So when I see this guy, owns businesses, owns homes, and we go into banks, and they stand up and salute him when he walk in. I go, man, this is two blocks from where I grew up, but I didn't even know this was possible. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so, yo, I think it's important. That's it's very, very important, especially for people that's watching now, or especially for a single mother raising men. That is mm. very important to put them around and do whatever you have to do to at least let them see that as early as possible. Yes. You feel me? Yes. That changed my life. You asked me, what is my other friend doing now? Yeah. Because grass and halls jump. Mm. Because he didn't get the advice from your mom, I don't want you to be... A poor hustler. A poor hustler. Does he own... Is he poor? No. Right. Owns properties. Still owns houses outright. Right. But on a daily basis, is. So you can get stuck in the process of, I go work, make money, work, make money, work, make money... But it just so happened as an earlier age, you got exposed to how can I work without getting my hands dirty? Boom. That's different. Boom. That's, that's different. That's, that's, and it was just to use my mind yeah. to put me in a different, a different ballpark. So putting me in real estate is what led me into credit. Mm-hmm. That's, and, it, and I look back and I go, literally when I started my credit repair business, I literally went and got the documents out of my file cabinet that I did at his business. Mm-hmm. That put me in this position yeah. that's, and that's where I go when I look at today when I look back I go your mindset is everything and it's sometimes it's the environments that you get in and the people that have an effect on you that you don't really realize yeah. I can make this judgment now looking back right. I didn't see that then yeah. I see it now when I go and I go cool I like to wear suits but now I, I learn and I go I can still be myself. I can still go out on the weekends and get dressed and, and, and go hang out with my friends in regular clothes yeah. and wear jewelry. I, I could have wore a T-shirt now and wear what I wanted to wear and still be me. Yeah. I'm sitting here in a suit. You sitting here, jeans, sneakers, baseball cap, and a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. We're both successful fathers and entrepreneurs and leaders in our community. I can, people watching this, kids that's watching this, mothers that's watching this, your children need to see this. Yeah. That we can both, we can, sometimes we wear this and learn what it feels like. You pull it off better than anybody else, I believe, man. Because, like, let's just say, so I wear this on a regular basis. When I wear a suit, people are like, oh, okay, I see you. Okay, <laughs> got the suit on today, you fly, right? Yeah, but yeah. when people see you, whether you're in, like, dress down or a suit, people are like, oh, 7500 Yeah. Right? So even, let's say, I, it's just my boy, uh, Mr. Two Weeks Out, he's normally dressed down. If you see him in a suit, it's like, oh, okay, I see yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, right? yeah, so you, yeah. You, I think you pull it off the best because there's some people that wear suits all the time and when they dress down, they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, who's this guy? <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's awesome. So, but for the person that you are today in terms of, you know, having these like just, just huge months and success in business, 
this wasn't your first venture. I mean, so we're uh, we're buying cars, fixing them up, getting the real estate. How long was the real estate journey? I got into real estate. Graduated two thousand six. High school. Yeah. You familiar with real estate? Yeah, I have my license. So far. Okay, so you understand what happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was yeah, excellent yeah, 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 yeah. when I got in. For sure. Oh, I was speaking at That's churches. Good. Yeah. I was speaking at churches. They like, yo, this kid's amazing. He's eighteen. He got a real estate license. I say, yo, by the time I'm thirty, I'll be retired. I'm out of here. What? Fourteen thousand dollar check? Twelve thousand dollar check? I had a 2006 Dodge Charger in 2006. Mm. I went and got an Escalade. Yeah. Oh, life is great. 12 months later. Oh. <laughs> One day you wake up. <laughs> the world is different. <laughs> People are coming in, right? I'm going to tell the truth, right? People are coming in now, and my broker goes, we're going to have to do loan modifications, right? He starts crushing it with the loan mods now. He's <laughs> crushing it, too. But I'm getting chewed out because I'm seeing people lose their homes that I just sold homes. Mm. It's like, mortgage was this. It's now this. What do we do? Oh, loan modification, meaning you sell me a home and then your company changes my loan? No, they were doing like basically taking it to banks to rearrange people's loans, to do like kind of refis and depending on what part you were at Mm. to get you out of that adjustable rate. Right. Getting people out of it. But you're charging people to get them out of the bad loan you put them in. Hmm. Yikes. I moved to Atlanta. Why'd you move to Atlanta? I wasn't making no money. Right. It was over. It was. And did you see Atlanta as an opportunity to sell more real estate or it's just a different opportunity? It was a different opportunity. I met some people that was doing um, network marketing, your travel biz, YTB. Okay. That was my first ever. Did you get a bag in YTB? Absolutely not. Really? Absolutely not. You know, you remember uh, Spencer Iverson? So I think Spencer was killing it. Uh, I was under a guy named Keith mm. out of Macon. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but I got, in, I got inspired, right? Right. I remember going to St. Louis, and I seen these regular people who weren't celebrities standing on a stage that packed out the whole St. Louis arena. Mm. And I told my mom, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be able to pack an arena out to respect me when I come out and do something. Right. So that's been my goal. I go, I remember seeing that. I didn't know that as I fast forward now and I go, only way you'll be able to do that is if you can positively impact people's lives. So you have to get into a position to where you can impact as many people as possible. So when I look at it now and I look at my business model, my whole goal is if you want to be successful, you'll only be as successful as the amount of people you help become successful. Mm. I have to make massive impact positively on people's lives. The more amount of people I can positively affect, the more successful I'll be. And the closer to going, look at, I can now put and go, look at how many people I've been able to positively impact. For sure, for sure. That's now my goal, and it's been my goal for the last few years, is how do I grow my impact? I started out with financial literacy and um, credit coaching and things like that because I wanted to help people. Mm. I've helped fathers get funded to get their daughter's heart surgery. Mm. That kind of impact. People who um, kids are getting taken and put into child protective services and we're helping them purchase homes or helping them get into adequate living situations, not understanding that they can finance furniture to have their home properly furnished and having everything there. That kind of impact. Mm -hmm. Then I go, I can only do so much. This is getting beyond me. 
I have more clients than I can have staff. Right. Okay. So we 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 fast forward. So you're a YTB not making no money. But yeah. How do you get into helping people with their credit? Get. I started working. I went through transitions, different com- different businesses. Atlanta. I got introduced to Atlanta. You know, anybody get introduced to Atlanta, you get introduced to get outside yeah. and go. Mm-hmm. So I got outside and I went. I'm on Craigslist. I'm doing cell phone repair. I go into. So you the, got in the cell phone repair after the YTB fiasco. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Fiasco with that, right? So I remember I, even with YTB, I was like Marietta uh, Mall. I mean, the flea market in Marietta. Mm-hmm. I went in there and bought Air Force Ones, bought a caseload from China, and I would drive around and deliver those. Mm, right? I was in that game. Right, so game. you know yeah, we yeah, doing yeah. the doing that. So. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. 
By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. I did that, ended up into the cell phones. I started figuring that out. I go through the cell phone um, spin for about a year and a half, two years. That did really well when eBay was going on, buying screens from China, fixing them, right? Ended up opening the Boost Mobile. That crashed on us. I lost everything. Mm. I literally was, I moved in with my sister. Lost everything. Not only did I lose my business, I had a, a relationship break. Bomb. Everything why, why did the Boost Mobile business crash, you think? Not being prepared. Mm. Not having a financial background. Not understanding financial literacy, right? So, and a several things mindset, Right. Then I take a step back. Is that remember I said in high school I sold cars? Mm-hmm. Well, it was three of us that hung together. One that still is there. The other one came to Atlanta. Right. We lived here together. <clears throat> I never told this story. Um, he committed suicide. So Why? I'm living Do here. Know? Do you know what happened? Money. You understand that we come out of poverty-stricken uh, environments, right? So we start making money. Through the store? No, we're making money, cars. Gotcha, gotcha. He owned a landscaping company, right? So his landscaping company was doing about 10000 a month. We move here. He thought he can just come and operate it here. California, if you buy a car, you keep the license plate till the tags expire. Mm-hmm. In Georgia, they take the license plate. We didn't know. He literally spends... 15, 16 grand on a van, mm-hmm. already pre-built out. He doesn't have license, can't get license. So he buys the van. It got the tag on it. He thought it was good for almost a year. So he buys the van. Two days later, he gets pulled over in Georgia. They take you to jail. Mm-hmm. For sure. He went to jail. Had to bail him out. 16 grand gone. Out of there. It's nothing to do. Oh, because he can't get the car out of impound if you don't have a... If you don't have insurance, you can't get insurance without a license. Gone. Running to, um, going through that, trying to figure it out. Um, but as men, pride, ego, young boys, doesn't say I'm struggling. Mm. Never says I can't pay rent. Decides to just up and leave the day before rent is due. Disappear. Going back about 
I want to say a month and a half, we communicated a little bit, but kind of find out he was like sleeping on a martyr and at the airport. Wow. Not wanting to say what was going on. So he didn't even go back home to California. He just. Nah, I thought he left. I didn't know he was here. Lindbergh, um, he committed suicide, laid on the train tracks at Lindbergh, committed suicide early morning, cold December, December 15th. So, Mm, mm, mm. How does all that affect you, man? Because you, like, these are people that you see point blank. Mm -hmm. Because I've I've had people pass away, but not in front of me. Yeah. I've never seen someone die. Like, my dad passed away, but it wasn't in front of me or... Like I, I don't have any situations where my 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 cousin he 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 died he got shot, but it wasn't in front of me. Like you're see you're seeing this stuff like in really really close proximity to you. So close friends like seeing it unfold. That was the most traumatic time, because at that point what happens is is that I go into a depression mode because this is all mm. I got. So it's like yo, this is my iron sharpened iron. He thinks 10 steps ahead of me before I can bust my move. He's calling out my next place. Mm. This my guy. So at that point, I'm like, yo, I'm by myself. Wow. Coming back um, from the funeral, go back. I come back home, and I just remember looking out the window, literally listening to Nipsey Hustle, and going, just get it by any means necessary, put it on the line. Mm. That's what I did. I just put it on the line, but I look at it and I go, I lost my best friend because of a nobody taught us money. We learned how to make money, but nobody taught us what to do. We had nobody to look to and go, what do we do with our money? Yeah. We got ten, fifteen thousand 15,000 sitting and eventually we just blow it off and spend it off and take L's and nobody's teaching us. So that's why financial literacy is so important to me as well is that I go, I fell at another business, and I go, I have to learn money. Mm-hmm. Get into and I go, my whole thing is that when I fell on those times, I went, when the Boost Mobile, he passed, Boost Mobile store crash, I mean, Boost Mobile store launch, I'm going through depression, lose relationship, lose the Boost Mobile store. Fall on hard times, I went and started working at a warehouse. Wow. Yeah, right? You go from all that to working at a warehouse. That's it's, humbling. I go from... Yo, there's nothing worse. There's, it, it's bad to be down, mm-hmm. but nothing worse than to go up and then come down. Yo. That's tough. I go from living in a condo in Alpharetta, driving a G-Class Benz truck, AMG, to a 1996 Mercury Cougar, mm. working at a warehouse, living in my sister's house with five kids. At the time, she had five kids in a three-bedroom, four-bedroom. I, I made it uncomfortable. Yeah. I made the living uncomfortable. Yeah. I didn't even have a bedroom set. I had an air bed. The Mercury Cougar, the door didn't open from the inside. I had to open it from the outside. Mm. Listen to me. That's when I said, and I knew it looking back. <laughs> Yo, you finna get the bar. I've never, I was going through depression and didn't know it. You know how I found out? I'm working at a warehouse and I go, <clears throat> why am I here? Once again, I'm poor hustling. I wanted to, they were going to fire me. I needed to make it to Christmas because we get Christmas bonus. It's like a $2,000 check, right? I said, how do I do it? Thinking, I go, and I call. I know the next day they're going to fire me. So I call psychiatric uh, hospitals to have insurance, 
and say, I'm thinking about hurting somebody. They go, are you thinking about hurting yourself? I go, no, I'm thinking about hurting my manager. So they go, okay, let's come in for a psych evaluation. I go, what happened? I go, yo, listen, I'm just randomly crying, having outbreaks, real emotional. And it's just like, I don't know why it's always him as a person. Like when I'm dreaming, it's him that I'm seeing on myself punching and like physically attacking. I don't know what it is. It was like, well, what kind of hours are you working? I'm working 60 hours a week. Boom, boom, boom. She take me off work that day. They were going to fire me that night. Mm. But I've talked myself so much into this story to get out of work. They made me go to counseling. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> in counseling, I find my depression Wow. of what I was going through, where I was at, mind state, what I didn't deal with. What did you find out about yourself through counseling? Through the traumas that I was living through, I've never dealt with them. I was uncomfortable even talking about my best friend. Like, I've made it to where it didn't exist. So they taught me, and I remember she was, like, giving me different exercises, and she had to make me comfortable even speaking and acknowledging what happened, things that happened. It's okay. It's part of life that I had to cope with that, with the fact that that relationship I had is gone. So... After that, she had to deal with it head on. Boom. Wow. So then I realized it took me a little while. I went back, and um, when I went back to that job, it kicked in and said, "Why are you even here? I got the bonus. Mm-hmm. Got the Christmas right. bonus. I came right. back a week before. Right. I got the bonus. Right? <laughs> Listen, they were upset. Right? Shout out to ABW out there in Kennesaw. Yeah, I got the check. <laughs> right? Um, I went and I said, "Why am I even here? I went to apply for Wells Fargo." I became a personal banker. Gotcha. From warehouse, personal banker. Got back in my suit. Got it. Right, right. <laughs> so, back to the old gym. So I got back in my suit. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I got back in the suit. Um, and that's when I started learning banking products. I started learning that people couldn't get approved for business loans. They couldn't get approved for loans at all. Like the, the ratio for people who get loans. Mm-hmm. I was giving loans to people who I would look and they would have like, a $2 million mortgage. What? Yeah, they would have a $2 million mortgage. They can come and get a loan. Oh, you got a, oh, you got 200000 Yeah, nah, you can't get nothing. Hold on. A $2 million mortgage? Yeah, no, listen. I was working in Roswell, Wells Fargo. All right? People would come in. They have $2 million mortgages. They will be able to come in and go, looking for a personal loan. They can come and get them a hundred, two hundred thousand. 200000 But I'm looking at the the relationship with Wells Fargo, I go, you got a baseball team over here? You got this? You got all of this portfolio is crazy. They'll give you the money. In my head, what do you need? How, why do you need $100,000 if your mortgage is $2 million and you got a baseball team? Like, No, listen. You know, like, the, his house is worth $2 million, so they took $2 million out, mortgage to home. But then, you know, the charity. Oh, you're saying... Now he pays $2 million a month. Bro, no, I'm thinking. No, no, I thought. I'm like, yo, wait a minute. This is reaction is crazy. I'm like, wait, <laughs> two million on a mortgage. You know, people get two million dollar homes all the time. So in my head, I'm like, yo, who are these humans? No, no, that no, are no, no, two no, million no, a month no, and need a hundred thousand dollars. No, no. So they have a two million dollar mortgage. Gotcha, gotcha. And so his home is worth two million. That's what gotcha. he took the mortgage for. But I'm looking and I go, they can get what they want, but we can't. Right. 
there's a disconnect here. Mm-hmm. And so I started um, helping people with their credit. So I would, outside of work, I would do my thing. And they still couldn't get the loan. Oh, so you were helping them with their credit? Yeah. To get the loan? Got it. They still couldn't get the loan. <laughs> <laughs> so, so You'd have been a scammer. You'd have been called a scammer. Right, right. Listen I to me. I don't know right? if that word existed back then. But. Yo, listen. Right. It's like so big now. It's right. crazy. But I said, I can get you a credit card and it will go through. Mm-hmm. My problem was these loans looked so good at 2.6% and 3.1%. And these credit cards look so bad at 17%, 21%. They're going to give you this because of what they're going to charge you and make off of you. I get it. Mm-hmm. You haven't, you're not established enough for me to trust you on this scale. Mm-hmm. I get it. But how do we win and get to the next level if you take 20% of, my, of, my, of what I make? Right, right. So that's when I said it became a conflict of the church and government. Gotcha. I had to leave because I'm coming for y'all now. Now I'm not working for the bank for this check. I make $32,000 a year. This is not going to cut anyways. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, I'm, I can make, I started making more money with credit repair than I did here. Right, right. I'm out of here. But I just was afraid to go back into business, being out of it, working in the warehouse, doing that, that, running that fiasco. Now I'm working at a Wells Fargo that got me into this mindset. And I'm going, I would never buy a home, though, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be tied to the job. Gotcha. But then I was scared to kind of get back out there in the business, and I go and I started learning credit. So I, the credit repair took off, um, and then I said, "Okay, let me master my credit so I can secure myself for when I go into business. When things get hard, I now have foundation or something to fall back on." Yeah. Only my that was my only goal. So I started learning how to get credit. My goal is that I'm never, I don't like paying people to do things for me. So I would go to people's seminars and I would say, how do you get funded? And I would ask the question of like, they would, they would break it down. We can get you funded for this amount. And I would say, well, what cars, what banks do you apply for in what order? Right. Oh, you asking too many questions. And I go, okay, either you don't have it, the answer, or that's what you make the money off of. So that's what I went and figured out. Mm. I went and figured out how to fund myself. That's why I created the how to get 15 credit cards with only three or four, with four to five inquiries. I figured it out myself. Y'all won't tell me. I figure it out myself. Come to find out, most people who offer funding go through a second party. Somebody else does the funding. They just stand there and talk. Mm. I do it myself. I get on the computer and do my applications. Gotcha. I break my sequence down and make it make sense. I know how to do when it. You say you break your sequence down and make it make sense. What do you mean? So most people don't know that. Certain banks do inquiries. They do their uh, verifying up front. So if you take a Barclays, if you ever have a Barclays credit card, it takes you a few days to get your approval. Why? Underwriting's looking at it, making it make sense. If you go with Chase, Chase or B of A, let's, I mean not B of A, but let's use Amex. Amex will hit you with a financial review randomly a year later. Why? They're going to come back and go, Send us your tax returns to make sure what you put on this application matches. Now we're going to do a soft pool, verify gotcha. your report. But we gave you the approval instantly. Mm-hmm. Chase is the same way. Chase will come back and do a soft pool. So word to the wise, anybody that's listening, Chase does soft pools. If you have a Chase credit card and your utilization rate shoots up on your other credit cards, don't use Chase because your score drops and your report drops. If your report drops, leave Chase credit card alone 
if you start using it abruptly, they go do a soft pull and see where your report is at. I had a student who had a $36,000 Chase card. Her utilization shot, her score dropped some, and Chase dropped her from $36,000 to $4,000. She ran an Amazon business. She was doing her fulfillment with this credit card. Life stops now. Yeah. Oh, sure. this what you was making money? Oh, no, life over. Damn. Because you weren't aware of the rules. And I tell you, you have to know which credit cards to use and when. Know if your credit drops, leave certain cards alone, because then they'll come and revoke the limit. Mm. And that's when I say, okay, I built out who's going to give me what. They're going to verify on the backside. So I know, okay, we can get these cards, what we can do with them, how we can utilize them to our advantage. I know we're going to use these ones because they're going to verify up front, but they're never com- they're not coming back doing soft pulls later. We made it. We made it. Right. We got it. Okay, cool. We out of here. These are the things that I educate people on because we have to know how to use these credit cards. Yeah, how to play the game. Because they told us, you know what they told us. Credit cards are only for what? To buy, I mean, credit is to mm-hmm. buy a house, get a car, and you get a credit card, and you only put gas on it. Right. <laughs> right, 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 you right. only put gas on it. 30% utilization didn't right. even uh, apply growing up. It was just put gas on it, pay it off, yeah. keep it for security purposes only, emergencies mm-hmm. only. That's out of the window now. Yeah. We, we live off of this. Yeah. I make doctor money off having good credit. Mm. That's very interesting. That's why I didn't get into another business. It became my business. Right. I started learning credit, and I go, everybody's scared of it. Why? People started talking and teaching, but they still teach out of fear. I see other leaders who talk about credit still teach out of fear of what not to do and how to, how to kind of, and it's like, yo, why do we have this fear mindset of something we all are, are granted access to? Everybody born is granted access to credit. Mm-hmm. Why am I, why would I be scared of it? Yeah. Let, let me, why, explain the difference between what you teach your, what, what do you teach your students about debt? And the second part is, do you float a lot of debt yourself? So, debt, that's, well, that's Well, I guess a you're at a point where you're making more money, but. No, debt, that's the, that's the issue of why we leverage credit, right? Mm-hmm. If I can leverage credit to eliminate my debt, we won't have any. See, if I can make money off of credit cards, mm-hmm. When do I go into debt? Make money off of credit cards. Remember I told you, you can sell trade lines. Yeah. Okay, if, if, if you got a credit card in your pocket and it, it makes you $6,500 every 60 days, when do you go into debt? Because that's realistically what people make, $3,500 a month. Though. Yeah, it's legal. You have to know this is the point, right, where I tell people, is that certain banks, they will tell you, frown upon it. They do. You have to know which institutions allow you to operate. Mm. That's the fear part. The people rules won't, of the game. People don't investigate. They go, oh, yeah, you can Google it. People Google it. Are trade lines illegal? No. You're going to get somebody say they're frowned upon or certain banks prohibit the sale of this. They do. You have to know and research the banks that are out here. People think that, oh, yeah, what banks are doing this? And they go and they look at American Express. American Express doesn't report history. People don't know the rules of the credit cards. American so, Express doesn't report history? No. So if I added you to my American Express credit card, you won't get the history of it. But they'll give me 99 authorized users. They won't report the business or the person? Because I, I, I got some people on my 
personal and it raised their score. Like my family, my mom. Yeah. Like that. It helped their score because it added a positive account. It helped with their utilization. It helped with, yeah, and it helped with a limit, what you put them on. So if, especially if they don't have credit cards, it definitely shoots them up. Gotcha. But it doesn't give them how long you had it. If you look at it, the start date was the date you added it. Other credit cards, they'll give you the history. Oh, I get it. So they won't assume my history, they'll be able to get the car and start building their own history. Yes. But they won't get mine. Got yes. it. Got, oh, okay. 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 That you got me? Sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Wow. That's deep. That's deep. Okay. That's, that's the So can part. I do it? You going to put me on? Most definitely. Okay. okay. You know some people that need some trade lines? Because I got some clear cards. They're going to contact you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. But why You're... shouldn't I, though? Like, because somebody, somebody's like, yo, you shouldn't do that. Because uh, of the person, obviously, they don't get a card. You don't give them a card. But no. Is there any reason? Fear. Somebody put fear, fear into you. Somebody just, yeah. so they said, yo, they said, <laughs> you can't do it or don't do it because of this, right? And the only thing you could think of, what if somebody gets access to my credit cards, right? I'm a statistic. What if somebody get access to my credit cards? You think about this, right? Is that how many safety alerts do you have for your credit card? I got a few, yeah. Okay. Do you have your push notifications on? Yeah. Somebody, See, yeah. listen, I tell people this, is that one, all my credit card alerts and my credit cards go to an email specifically for my credit cards. It's the only push notification that's going to pop up is credit card alerts, transactions, things that happen. It's the only thing that's going to pop on my screen for my emails. Most people don't think to monitor, but people don't get access to it. Then reverse engineer. Hey, Dave, you give me $650, i am going to add you to my credit card to help you build your credit. Hey, Dave tried to access my credit card and just gave me 650 for trying to access it because now I blocked him and took him off and now he has no purpose. Mm-hmm. What's Dave? <laughs> Dave, how much money will Dave have to spend to try to go out and capitalize off of somebody else versus understanding that I can get my own credit card and capitalize off myself? I've been in this business over three years. I've never had anybody compromise a credit card. Mm. All right, y'all. Y'all see what it is, okay? I got you, okay? Pull <laughs> yeah. up. I got yep. That's so dope, man. That's dope. So one, I want to say thank you for... Um, for educating our community. Because when I see the boxes, it's not just all black, but yeah. it'd be a lot of us. You know what I mean? Like, so that, that's very, very important. Give me a testimonial. Give me two testimonials from your students. From my students. Um, I got First one. off, how many students you got? Right now, we're pushing a little over 500 in the mentorship um, and about 1,000 in my financial literacy course. Dang, that's dope. And, and oh, yeah. So yeah. I was going to tell them about the morning meetup. Okay, we can't. We definitely can't. So, yeah, yeah, so we got the, uh, I have a morning meetup where I'm literally on a call every single morning teaching entrepreneurship. It's really a strong community. We're we're hovering around 90-something people every single morning from all all across the country. People don't want to start their business. Um, They need a community of people. Like, it's a a whole built-in audience. And we talk literally every morning. We like a family. And uh, Marcus called me. He was like, yo, I want to add. Yo, and this wasn't even... He didn't call me like, yo, Dave, I need an affiliate link. Like, yo, I want to sell your course. He was like, yo, how much would it be for me to just add my students to your morning meetup? And um, I just thought, I thought I was big. I told my wife, like, yo, this this is a real stand-up guy. Like, I just want (laughs) to add value to my community. They don't got to pay no extra money. He said, said, I'm paying for my students. Which I thought was really, really dope, man. I appreciate it. So, and the reason being is that is that mindset is everything. I, the, the, to operate 
boldly to be out here and it takes daily reassurance. Mm-hmm. I realize me as one person, I see how much we interact in the Facebook group, how much we interact in our Instagram groups. Um, and it's just that daily interacting. So when I seen what you do with Sleepless Nights, I go, it's amazing to have somebody that's willing to wake up every morning and give an hour of time, that reassurance to get your day started. Get that day started, keep it on your mind, and it keeps us motivated to go out and execute, right? Go out and kill something. If you want to be successful, I'm going to tell you now, you got to kill something every day. And as brutal as it sounds, you have to do it every day. You don't get days off. I don't care what day it is. I don't care if it's a holiday. I don't care. You have to execute and win that day. And I, I delivered a message and I went live and I talked about that. And they went crazy. And I go, listen, you got to kill something every day. And I go, man, my man David Shands kills something every day. Every day he wakes up and kills a call for his people to motivate them to go out and kill something every day. I want to add, I don't want to do that for my community. I want to add somebody who already does it naturally. So that way that gets added to my community is something that's already that's awesome. in you that goes out and kills. You already do it. That's awesome. I don't want to duplicate what somebody else does. No, let's add and bring it together. Collaboration over competition. Let's strengthen our communities and bring everybody together into one. That's so dope. That's we so all dope, build. I, I definitely uh, appreciate um, just being able to say, like, I'm in business. Because then you can let me drop your, your rose one day. Just throw that <laughs> in there. Listen, yeah. I saw um, Rick Ross posted you on his, uh, on his page. Okay, what was yep. that about? Y'all ain't let us behind the scenes. But I'm like, I'm like, Rose Angel? And it wasn't like, it wasn't like Marcus was in there like, yo, I'm here with Rick Ross. Yeah. Rick Ross. Like, posted, like, yeah, we out here getting to it. I'm like, what's going on over there? He said, stay tuned, right? Uh-huh. So, nah, the goal is this, is that, and this is this goes for anybody, is that my whole positioning is, remember I told you, impact. How can I be as impactful as possible? Somebody asked me, well, why, what's next? If you're going to stop mentoring people, what's next? I said, listen, the reason why I will stop mentoring people and the level of me personally is because I can only reach so many people now. See, when I did my service and I did a done-for-you service, I could only affect so many people to where it got bigger than me. I had to start teaching people to do it themselves. Now I'm at a point to where I'm teaching people how to help other people do it and help other people. Now I have to get to a bigger point to where I start to impact on a global, on a more so national scale of impact from A-list celebrities of how does the wealthy stay wealthy. How does a Rick Ross continue to be a Rick Ross when he doesn't sell as many albums as other rappers? Why are you living better and more wealthier than other rappers? Why is it that you got 50-plus wing stops? Mm. See, how is it that you have all these different alcohol brands and you so collaborated? How did you build this wealth? Mm. How do you got the biggest swimming pool in the world? Yeah. I mean, in the United States, the biggest home pool in the United States. How, why do you got it? Right. Right? That's my point. So I say, listen. As an educator, we're the only people who don't get embraced by mainstream media like the other leaders of our community. We only got athletes, entertainers. Now we have educators. We have, if not more, impact than our entertainers. Yes, the kids go crazy about the rap music, but it's more people who spent money with the educators in our community than they spent with the rappers. Yeah, for sure. sure. So I don't know anybody who's bought a rap album. But I guarantee I know somebody who's bought a course. Yeah. Whether it's me, whether it's Alex, whether it's uh, Wall Street Trapper, whether it's Jason, whoever it is, 
they've bought a course. Now, I noticed he, he uh, mentioned everybody that's been on the podcast. It's a circle here. Okay. <laughs> and I'm humble. And I got it by uh, interviewing everybody. Okay. So that's my little start a podcast. Okay. I'm sorry. So, but yeah. that's the, the, the point is that we're not embraced by any A-list celebrity backing. Yeah. I'm an educator. I, had a, I made a million dollars in a month. How do I embrace other people to make a million dollars in a month? I know other educators that's made a million dollars in a month. I know somebody's been on your podcast, showed they made a million dollars in a month. Multiple women made a million dollars in a month. We're getting to a point to where we need more embrace because we need to show people that this is what they can do by causing and having impact, by knowing something, by executing and growing businesses. I have people who make $200,000 a month and come to me and they run um, cleaning service, industrial cleaning service. Don't do anything under 16 stories. Mm. Black man, skyscrapers only. Another man, uh, another one of my guys um, in healthcare, run healthcare businesses, putting nurses in schools. He puts the nurses in schools and has contracts for all of Forsyth County. Wow. He puts all of the nurses in the school. He gets paid off of every single nurse through Forsyth County. Wow. So you... But why aren't we getting embraced by the A-list celebrities telling our people what we can do? Mm-hmm. That's the disconnect. And I say, yo, I, who's better connected than Ross that's respected now, feet on the ground, hands on the ground, accessible? Mm-hmm. Hove is the almighty. Hove not accessible. Right. You're, not getting, you're not going and saying, yeah, let me sit down with Hove and have right, a meeting. Right, right, Jay right. Jay ain't about to have... Uh... A couple hundred people in his in his pool. No, in his crib. right. So, <laughs> who's accessible? And I look at Ross, and I look at what he did with Wingstop. Look at what he what he's been able to create with MMG, with uh, Meek Mill, with everybody that's came out to be their own boss. Producing bosses is his mindset, and I go, what better than to connect with somebody who's gonna who embraces the boss culture of be your own boss? Right, right. How'd you, how'd you connect with him? So what I did was. I got on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Don't ask me what made me do it. I don't know. I found a good video of mine talking my talk. I was talking about trust. And I said, I'm going to give a mentorship spot away. And I'm going to take you on a private jet with me to our next meetup. Mm-hmm. If you tag Rich Forever as many times as possible. Jeez. Listen, I had 6,600 comments. I had to stop it. I, I got the meeting within 48 hours. Wow. 24 hours, his team contacted me. I met with one of his team members, sat down, and same thing you said. They had to make sure it wasn't a scam. Yeah. I said, listen, I don't do anything for nobody. I teach people how to fish. I'm not fishing for you. I'm teaching you how to fish. Your business is up to you what you handle and execute. I just teach you how to fish. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm, I'm just not done for you services. I'm not doing anything for you. Not promise you any, anything. You're going to come and learn how to work. I'm going to give you my blueprints on how I make money and how I work. Right. And then I broke some of them down to him. He said, okay. He left. He called me. At, I was on, a, on my Zoom call teaching. He said, yo, Rose said, tomorrow morning, 930. Come to the crib. Come to the crib. Was you nervous? <laughs> Extreme, <laughs> right? I felt like a kid, right. but you, it's Rose, right? It's Ross, right. right? Like, in my mind, I 06 Ross Port of Miami came out. Yeah. You gotta understand, this is like my whole adult life. Ross been that dude, yeah, no so we, I'm going, 
And, and homie come in the room, right? So they open it. They, listen, they open the door for him. And it's like, everybody back up. And Hold on, at his crib? Yes, listen, they pulled, I'm sitting in the room, and they pulled the doors open for him. His tray set out. His, 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 his amenities is set there. All his brands is laid out. They pulled the door open for him, and he walked in, what's up, homie? Right? And, and we start talking, and as I'm talking, he's looking down, and he started talking to me like he was rapping. What you mean? He like, yo, he like, he was like, yeah. He was like, see, if Rosé get on it, you understand what's going to happen? Like, you understand what's coming with that? Mm-hmm. He was like, is this Ross? That's all. All your favorite songs start playing in your head. Yo, listen, right? Yo, and he sit here, and the way he hit it, like, man, it's Rosé. Like, then he get in, he get to going laughing, and we talk. (laughs) We had a 30-minute meeting. We lasted an hour and a half. So now he's slapping the table. He's talking to me, breaking stuff down. And I'm listening to him, and I'm going, my man, whole persona of everything that I hear on these raps, he's doing it now. Them, huh? Like, he's doing it, like, and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I'm sitting here with, like, my, with one of my idols, like, and I had this meeting and go back and forth. It was just dope, like, it was legendary. And, yeah. I, and I, I know that's just the start. And I, I know, I know you got a busy day, man. So um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to keep you too long. But um, one, thank you again. Like I, I mean, I've learned so much, and you just got me like really thinking of a, 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 of other ways I can be smart about money. You know what I mean? Like at least yeah. sparking the conversation of like who thinks to get a two hundred dollar car note, wrap that joint, and make six hundred dollars a month. Like the, the principle is. You get a liability, turn it into an asset, and have it making you money, oh. right? People just don't think like that. You feel oh, me? So I'm thinking like, okay, where am I slipping? Like, so thank you. That's why we're like recession to, proof. Absolutely. I like to uh, make predictions on the podcast, man. So um, yeah. I want to know where you see yourself in the next five to ten years, so that we can look back at this five years from today. Okay. And I can say I have the footage of where Marcus said he was going to do this five years ago. And look at it. Five to ten. I'm going to develop a financial literacy app that's going to be mandatory to put on every cell phone, on every Apple, either iPhone or Google Android. I'm going to make a financial literacy app that's going to be mandatory like they put stocks on every cell phone. I'm going to make the financial literacy credit monitoring app that will be on every phone. Mm. Dang, this ain't the first time you thought of that with that, huh? <laughs> Gotta just float out like you, oh, listen, you've been on this for a minute. It's what I'm on. So five years from now, um, I'll have one of the leading softwares when it comes to financial literacy and credit education. I love it. Do you specifically target black people? No. No? It's just that's just people who relate to me the most yeah. right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. They like that sweat. Yeah. Okay, got you. Well, yeah. well, I, I want to say uh, thank you, man, and please let the people know how they can get in touch with you. At him five hundred on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram at him five hundred. That's the easiest way to contact me. Uh, stay in touch. I shoot DMs back. You get voice memos. You may get a video. Um, just real connected with everybody. DMs is always close to empty to where they I keep them open. So you reply to all your DMs for the most part. Yes. I, bro, I, I was I did it for a while, and then I just got I got so backed up, yeah. and now I can't 
catch up. So I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm just gonna sit down this week and I'm gonna go through all. It's probably like a thousand. Just books. delete all of those and start fresh, and then stay on top of it. And who would have thought of that? That's crazy. Like you, yo, this has been something that's been bothering me for like three months now. Yeah, He's no. like, oh, delete them. Start over. Thank you. Yeah, because you're never going to check them. <laughs> They've been unread for two weeks. The message doesn't even matter anymore. Delete the story. It's story oh. replies. And it's, it, you'll get a whole bunch of likes. And delete it. Restart over. That is so amazing. First, okay, thank you. All right, I appreciate leave, yeah, you, you having me. You just gave me a bar. You just yeah. gave me a bar. That was worth the price of admission. All right, cool. I want you to leave us with um, something that the people can uh, take with them and hold on to for the rest of this year, for the rest of next year. Um, just leave us with a closing note. With a closing note? I got it. Before you get there, before you get there, give me a formula. I like your formulas. You have, like, the way you teach. Okay. Give me a formula, and then we'll close. A formula. Um, I'm going to give you guys a formula on something that everybody needs, and that's how to clean your credit. Uh, that's one of the things I don't believe in charging for myself. I believe in if I get on the platform, the relationships I've been able to build with people like you – that I should be able to give our community that for free. Mm-hmm. So I tell people this, is that the reason why you can't get a lot of the negative items removed from your credit report is because there's a company called SageStream, there's a company called LexisNexis, there's a company called CoreLogix, there's a company called ARS, and there's a company called Innovis. Those are secondary data furnishing companies. Those companies house the information that verifies the negative information on your credit report that helps match the collection agency's information, your foreclosures, your repossessions. They match those, that information with your secondary data furnishing companies. If you opt out and suppress these five furnishing companies, it will enhance your deletions by 60%. When you do a, a dispute method, you have to understand as well is that only way you can remove a negative item if it's inaccurate or if it's unverifiable. We cause inaccuracies by removing these, I mean, unverifiable by removing the secondary data furnishers. That causes it to be unverifiable because this is where they verify your data. So we opt out of those. Then we make things unverifiable, meaning look at the names and addresses, any misspelled names, any wrong addresses on your credit report are most likely tied to negative accounts or accounts in your credit report. Remove them. You should only have one. Boom, you can do that over the phone. You never send a dispute letter to remove addresses and um, misspell names. You do it over the phone. Now you've caused inaccuracies and you help make things um, inaccurate and help cause the negative items to be unverifiable just by opting out and suppressing those. So now when you do a dispute, I tell people, use a 609 letter. Find a template. Make it sound like it's personal. Don't just use it cut and paste. Take some of the words out, make it sound personal. Make it sound like it's coming from first person. You're talking to the credit bureau. Then what do you do? You send your disputes in. That's one way to get negative items removed. Biggest bar is most people don't know there's a company called Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, CFPB.gov. That's the government regulation site that governs the credit bureaus. The credit bureaus are private companies. So TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax are privately owned. Well, CFPB controls them. Well, if you don't want to have to, if you go through and you suppress the secondary agencies and you make things unverifiable and inaccurate, and it still gets, it comes back and the company says, oh, that's true, it, it did belong to you. What I tell people to do is this. You can play a game against the creditors, the, the, the 
credit bureaus. You can play a game against them. Is that they have a computer system that scans and reads the letters. If they have 30 days to complete their investigation, I'm going to send my letter and backdate it two weeks. So I take a letter and I go, okay, today's the 14th. I'm going to put the first on my letter, send it in, backdate it two weeks. Two weeks later, I'm going to send a 30-day demand to comply, meaning it's only been two weeks. Do you have my investigations or not? If you don't have my investigations, you have to remove the negative item. Oh, you don't have it? Cool. I'm not going to wait for you to respond and delete it. I'm going to go tell the government, the governing company, CFPB, you're not following their rules. Mm -hmm. I don't even care if they verify it or is accurate or not. You're wrong, TransUnion Experian and Equifax, because you have laws to follow, and if you don't abide by these laws, you're going to get fined. Dang, that's deep. So now I go and take my letters, and I send it to CFPB.gov, and I say, hey, I sent my letters in. They have yet to provide me with my investigation results. What happens is, is that their computer system contacts their computer system, and it says no results yet. Remove the negative items off their credit report. <laughs> That's how you remove negative items off your credit report. Dang. All right. So I, I'm glad I got this. Okay. Because this, 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 these are one of those podcasts where you take a section, you just, like, you you have one computer, then you got your phone, watch the interview, and then you play, then pause, then you do it, then come back and play and plug. This is one you're going to have to watch over and over again, man. That's amazing. So You're brilliant. What they have to do, if they pay attention, you know what I just told them? You made me... Give up how to make money off your credit report while building it with the smart car. That's a fact. I told them voluntarily how to clean their credit report. So you clean the negative items. You build it with the smart car. You go out and get credit cards, sell trade lines to make money off your credit. We just made them recession-proof on the real social-proof platform. Ooh, what the bar to bring it full <laughs> circle. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yo, thank you. Thank you. Yo, this, this, this has really been... I will say one of the most educational podcasts I've ever done. This hmm. is this is really um, impacting me. Like, yeah, just while you're talking, it just got my brain working. And one thing it showed me is that I need to be more knowledgeable in what I do. Yeah. Like, you you are extremely knowledgeable yeah. in what you do in your game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's just amazing. Yeah. So just leave, leave us with some uh, closing words, man. I appreciate it. Dang, that yes. was fine. Always think outside the box. Challenge what anybody tells you, right? Uh, you always think for yourself. It's your mindset over anything. Uh, it's mindset. Mindset is the key to success. And it's not control your mindset. How do you control your mindset? A lot of times you control your mindset. You, you get further with actions. Actions will predict what you know versus what you think. You read a million books or take a million shots. Guess which one is going to be more effective? You can read 100 books, but take 1,000 a, a shots. Always do more action than you do in taking somebody else's action. Always take action over information. See, somebody can teach you what they've done. I know a lot of people read a lot of books. You can read a lot of books, but if you don't go out and take the action, you'll never see success. You're reading somebody else's success who took the shot, and because they made it, they're telling you what they did. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Don't get caught up in the in, in the learning side versus the taking action and getting the experience. Mm. I go out and I try things. These businesses, people told me not to do. When I started it, I lost $90,000 in credit cards because I used the wrong banks. Mm. I used the wrong credit cards. I didn't know what I did, the wrong formula. I didn't tell the bank what I was doing. 
I lost. But only reason I learned is because I lost. I didn't take nobody else's word because I wouldn't have never did it. That's anything I can tell you is you're going to learn more from actions and your losses than you can anywhere else. If not, learn from OPE, other people's experiences, but learn from people who are alive, who can tell you their experience in person. OPE, other people's experiences, because other people's money is great, but other people's experiences are even better when they can tell you how to curve and don't take their losses. For sure. Hey, so. listen, if that... If that if that's not a, a, a whole reason to just follow him 500, and do me a favor, I want you to uh, not only follow Marcus, but uh, send him a DM. Tell him that this podcast helped you. Tell him what you learned. Tell him thank you. Tell him that you're gonna join his program. Like just like just just give your appreciation because I'm giving mine right now. Okay, so make sure you follow my boy him 500, Mark. I appreciate you, my brother. I appreciate you, boss. Peace. Go kill it. Thanks so much for listening. We value your time. And that's why we want to give you the best sounding, best produced quality of content we possibly can. And this podcast you've been listening to has been edited and produced by yours truly. I'm Donald The Voice. I'm a 10 year voiceover artist, narrator and production specialist that wants to see only the best life giving, equipping and long-lasting content be produced to help others. So, if you have commercial, video editing, or other production needs, i love to talk with you. That's right. Visit DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page to talk about how we can work together to bring your content to life. Okay, so you're not an email person. Well, you can also contact me on Instagram at DonaldTheVoice or on Facebook.com forward slash Donald.TheVoice. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Hopefully, this is the last time you hear this ad. With Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab an extra latte. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals24. That's chime.com goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details.